What's up, everybody? It's uh, Tuesday, November 9th, noon, coming to you live, you know, you know how I like to do. Um, Today, I'm going to talk about something. This is going to be a little short one. Um, We're going to talk about trials and errors, or as I like to call them, attempts and lessons, you know. But before we get into the topic at hand... Just want to say this week was pretty interesting for me. Had a couple of ups and downs that I had to deal with. But, you know, this, I mean, I don't know how to put this. Well, let me just say that when I freelance and I'm sure, well, when I freelance, that's all I do is freelance. You know, I work for myself. I work in advertising. If you don't know, you know, I do photography for Amazon wholesale or resellers, eBay, Walmart, people's personal websites, whatever their businesses are, their photos, a lot of photos that you see online, advertisement photos, that's me. And you can find them at my website, actually, if you want to work with me at www.aroberson.photo.com or just type in my name, Ahmed Roberson, A-H-M-E-D-R-O-B-E-R-S-O-N. Type that in Google and I'm sure I'll come up all over Google and on uh, my website would actually show up too. And you can click on any one of those links that pop up and you can find my website, my advertising section and or my advertising gallery. And you can see what I do. But anyway, um, yeah, this week was a little interesting. Had to deal with some client issues. And I mean, through no fault of my own, it was just one of those things. I do a lot of freelancing through Upwork the website Upwork and they have a couple of policies on things in regards to pornographic or nude images. And although the images that I was working on weren't nudes and nothing pornographic about the actual images, it was the manuscript. It was for an ebook for an author and the manuscript was an erotica type book. I don't know what the context was. It is not my concern. But the images, and, and again, the images had no nudity, you know, just a, a bare-chested man, but that's not considered nudity. It was no private parts shown, no, not even any pubic hairs being shown. But because of that policy through Upwork, um, I wasn't able to complete that project. And the reason why I'm mentioning that because of the difficulties that I face is because of that policy, I ended up losing out on that contract. Because I started the contract through Upwork, one of their policies also is you basically can't pirate clients, meaning you can't find a client on Upwork and then take them and work on them, work with them privately because they came to you through Upwork first. So basically Upwork has dibs on that client because Upwork earns a percentage on the clients that you bring through Upwork, so on and so forth. So anyway, I ended up taking a loss with that, with that ebook. I mean, not only did I take a loss with the ebook because I can't get the credit for doing the work on there? I was going to get credited in the manuscript actually as one of the contributing artists, which would have been good for my resume. You know, I like stuff like that and income. That was some income I could have earned, but because of this incident, I could not earn that income. I'm actually going back and forth with that work to see if I could still work with that client, but Eh, you know, anyway, let me get off of Upwork. I'm not bashing Upwork. I mean, 
a lot of work that I do is through them. So, and this is not sponsored by Upwork by no means or anything like that. I'm just venting to you guys, let you know how I feel about the ups and downs that I deal with. But that's what we talk about on this podcast, right? We talk about the ups and downs that we deal with. That's why it's like, can I really make it? So how do I bounce back? Well, I mean, obviously that's not the only client that I have to deal with on Upwork. You know, I take my wounds, I lick my wounds. It's like, ah, man, I missed out on that money. That's going to suck because I wanted to work on that manuscript. And I worked with that client before on other projects that had nothing to do necessarily with uh, this particular ebook. But still, it's just the fact that I missed out. So how do I bounce back? I mean, I mean, (laughs) as simply as simply as it sounds, seriously, no, no. Um, secret antidote, no mysterious method that no one else knows. Just literally get back on your horse, get back up and do it. It's like, all right, I missed out on that one. I can't earn that one, even though I almost had the money in hand. So what do I do now? Get back out there and keep marketing myself to other potential clients and get back to work. It's just the same as if you had bid on the job and were in negotiations and in competition with other uh, potential freelancers, and you lost out uh, to other freelancer. I take it the same way. Even though Upwork got involved and said we can't do that particular type of work through their website, ultimately it's just the same as losing out to another another freelancer, and I missed out on the job. So again, I lick my wounds, and it's like, ah oh, man, all right. That sucks. But what do I have to do? I have to get back on my horse, get back to finding jobs, bidding on jobs that I know I'm qualified for, ultra qualified for, and end up with more of my work being on Amazon. And, you know, I take that as another win for myself too. give myself a round of applause for that one. I take that as a win for me. I've been doing this a long time and I'm still excited about it as I was when I first started. And what excites me about it is the fact that I get to see my work on Amazon. One of my goals a while ago, one of my ultimate goals was to see my work on billboards, but I don't necessarily care about seeing it on a billboard uh, so much now anymore. What I would love to see some of my older works before I got into advertising, just some of my landscape work or my portrait work or some of my fantasy composite works. I would love to be in a restaurant or a store or something and see some of my work on the wall and then see somebody from afar admiring my work and them not realizing that it's me, you know, oh man, that'd be super cool. That'd be super dope. That is still one of my goals to see one of my works somewhere that I don't even know that is there, but somebody purchased it and printed it and put it in a frame and put it on a wall. And then I walk into an establishment and see my work there. That would be super, super cool. And and I'm not saying that to drop hints to any of my listeners out there that have restaurants or businesses. Uh, that's not a hint for you to go to my website at www.aroberstonphoto.com and, and look at some of my personal favorites in my landscape gallery and print, uh, purchase some of my work and hang it in your uh, restaurant or anything. That's not me saying that. <laughs> Matter of fact... Yeah, I had to hit you with the uh, the bad joke music and the laughter and all that stuff. But anyway, anyway, let's get to the topic at hand really quick. And this is going to be a really short one. I know I say that a lot of times, but this is going to be a short one. It's just a reminder. It's, it's actually a motivational one. You know, we, uh, well, this motivational one is actually going to be about what we all experience as we grow, as we go through this as freelancers, trial and error, right? But I want to change the 
connotation of trial and error because to me, sometimes when you say trial and error, error, when you say trial and error, it can actually have a negative effect. The, the word error, you know, words matter. Words matter and it can mess with your mindset, you know, especially if you're trying to motivate yourself. You know, you look at certain fighters, you know, they always, if they've won, whether they win and lose their title or not, they always like to be referred to as champ going forward. Former presidents, after they've already served their term and they're done, Mr. President, Mr. President, you know, but champs, they, former boxers, former fighters, they like to be called champ, you know, because it's, it's inspiring. It makes you feel good. You don't want to say, Former champ, former, just think about it. Think about it yourself. Just say if you were in a combat sport or any type of sport, even basketball or something like that, and uh, you won, you've been fighting all your life, you've been fighting, climbing this mountain, and you finally get to that point where you won a championship and you got a ring. And everybody at that point where you got that ring or that trophy or whatever is referring to you as champ, champion is champion is champion that. And then the next season comes around and you guys lose that title. You're no longer the champs. And everybody's referring to you as former champ. Hey, what's up, former champ? How you doing, former champ? Just saying former makes you feel kind of down, right? Is, is it just me? Or does that make you feel down? Former champion, former supervisor, former boss, former employee, ex-employee. You know, words like that can have a negative effect. It's the connotation of the word, you know, which you attach to it that can actually make it better than what it, worse than what it seems. So when you say trial and error, I like to replace trial and error with attempts and lessons. So instead of saying trial and error, instead say it was an attempt and a lesson, because even though the error or the lesson is a failure, you don't want to give it the strength. You don't want to give any life, any legs to the word failure. You don't want to give any legs to the word error. So you just say attempt. You know, I attempted this. It didn't work out. I'm just going to keep on trying, you know, trying some more, make some more, a few more attempts until I get it right. But if you keep on attaching error to it, to it, yeah, uh, it was an error, man. I made a mistake, made a mistake. You know, things like that can be debilitating. Even as I'm saying this to you guys right now, as I'm saying the words, I mean, I'm not exaggerating. It, it is even affecting my posture. As I'm sitting here in my chair, when I say error, I almost, it almost, it's deflating. It takes a little wind out of me and my posture goes from being fully erect to down a little bit. And more and more, as I say, error, mistake, you know, it's almost like when you're training a dog or your dog's doing something bad, you say bad dog, bad dog. And they, when you say bad, their head goes down further and further and further because they feel bad about it, right? But then you turn around and say, good dog, good dog. They get all excited. Their chest is up, their head's up, their posture straight, their back is up strong, stuff like that, right? So instead of saying trial and error, which can make you feel bad, like, man, back to the uh, the uh, drawing board, you know, got to come up with another blueprint because I made an error. You know, now I feel bad about this error. I feel like I let somebody down, let myself down, let my team down, let my supporters down with this error. Now, instead, say, you know, it was a a, a, a trial and a, um, or what was it? An attempt and a lesson. Instead of a trial and an error, it was an attempt and a lesson. I attempted to make this great piece of artwork, but it didn't work out like I wanted to. But I took a lesson from that because now I know instead of putting a little stripe on this side of the uh, canvas, I put it on the other side. You know, it's just a lesson, an attempt and a lesson. How about that? How does that make you guys feel? It makes me feel good. You know, it makes me feel better when I say that. And 
I, I'm not psyching myself out to do this, but when I say that, it makes me feel better. It makes me stand up. Like, okay, it was just a lesson. All right. Oh, I see what I did wrong there. I see that. I see it didn't work out because of this, that, and the other. Take that lesson. I'll take note of that lesson and make sure I don't do it again. I feel, I feel pretty good about that. But when I say trial and error, uh, now I'm sitting back in my office chair. My mind is wondering, like, what can I do better? What can I do different? And truthfully, you might have the same reaction as far as thinking, what can I do better? What should I do next time? But at least you're not thinking that way with that negative connotation attached to it. You know, if that makes any sense to you guys, I mean, cause that's what I do when something doesn't work out for me. You know, I just sit back and think like, yeah, that was a lesson. Okay. I got to do this. I got to change this. I got to fix this. What can I do? That's different. How can I stay in with the trend of what's going on today? Stay relevant, stay a factor, be somebody that's competitive competition worthy. You know, you ever think about that? I, I honestly don't think about it. matter of fact, I'm being completely honest with you guys is hitting me right now as I'm speaking to you. You know, I don't, I never think about somebody who's uh, as myself as competition worthy, but the truth of the matter is there are a lot of people out there competing against me. And I'm not talking about people just hating on you, wanting you to fail. No, there are people out there looking at your work like, damn, I got to get to that level. And they're sitting there chasing you just like you chase people that inspire you. What if you're the inspiree? What if you're the person that inspires somebody else? I've gotten emails from people, not a whole, whole lot, but enough, you know, to make me feel good about the work that I'm doing to let me know that I'm on the right path. I've gotten emails from people that said, man, I love your work. Your work is so inspiring to me. And, you know, <laughs> as dark skinned as I am, I'm sitting here blushing like I can't believe somebody likes my work enough to go out of their way to send me an email and tell me that I inspired them to do something. Man, that's motivational. That's motivational, just like the words. Again, just like the words. Trial and error. I tried. I made an error. Basically, I tried and I failed. Trial and error to me is tried and failed. But attempt and lesson, man, I tried it. Didn't work out, but I figured out what to do next time. You see that? Does that make you guys feel good the way it makes me feel good? Or is it just me feeling myself? You know, I hope not. I hope not. I hope it changes your mindset. I hope you actually decide to use it instead of saying trial and error. Trial and error is so commonly used. And again, it can be debilitating. It can be deflating and make people feel like they tried, they failed, and they, they're they just failures. They didn't make it. But an attempt and a lesson? Okay. All right. You know, picture yourself doing your favorite sport uh, or, you know, whatever. Say basketball, for example. You know, I'm going to try to shoot a three-pointer like Steph Curry. I tried. I missed. Trial and error. Uh, I'm not going to make this three. But if you get back on that three-point line and you make an attempt at making a three-pointer and you miss the shot, but you realize what you did to miss the shot, ah, that's a lesson. Okay, I see what I did wrong there. Okay, I'm going to make another attempt and take another shot. Hopefully, it won't be another lesson. But if I miss, that's another lesson. But it's the same. It's saying the same thing. But just putting different words to it, it makes a difference. It makes a difference. Just like, uh, you know, I hate when people disguise being honest for being rude. You know, I'm, I'm as honest as they come. I'll tell you anything you need to know. You ask me a question and you want the truth from me, I guarantee you 100% I'm going to give you the truth. But it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And how you say it is oftentimes how people receive it and how they take it. 
You know what I mean? It's all it all it's all relative. It all goes hand in hand. For example, you do some artwork. I'm just referring to my photography because that's the world I'm in. But please substitute my photography for anything that you do. You're a clothing designer and you ask somebody, you know, how does this shirt look? Be honest. And they'd be like, man, that shirt look effed up, man. You don't know what you're doing. You ain't got no skills, blah, 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 this, that, and the other. Now you feel defeated. Now you feel deflated, right? But in their excuses, I'm just being honest. Okay, here's the same question directed at me. How does that shirt look? Uh, I don't think it's some of the best work you've ever done. If you do something like this, change this, that, and that, and the other, it might look out, it might look a little bit better. But I don't necessarily like this pattern. You see, you, you see the difference? I said the exact same thing the honest person said, but I didn't beat you down and tear you down and destroy you in the process. You know, same thing, trial and error, attempt and lesson. Same thing being said, it just, it's, it's delivered differently. I guess it's delivered more softly. And that's not to say that people can't take harsh criticism, but why? What's the point? You know, I, I used to hate, well, I don't watch those quote unquote reality shows, but I hate those shows and the only reason I'm referring to them because I see the commercials and the promos, right? But I hate those shows when people like, uh, it'll be like the next big rap star or America's Got Talent or the singer type shows. And the judges are sitting there like, you're God awful. That's terrible. Oh man, you don't know what you're doing. You shouldn't be on stage. Why do you feel that you have to talk to people like that in order to get your point across? And it's not to build character and make them stronger. No, you're just being a jerk, man. That's all it is. They say, oh, it's just to build character to get them to deal with the adversity of the world. Bump that. Bump that. Bump all of that. You don't have to talk to people like that and tear people down in order to make them, quote unquote, stronger. Because sometimes some people are just not built for that. And just because they're not built for that doesn't mean they're soft. And who are you to be the one that's going to put them in their place and make them strong by tearing them down? That could break people. You know, that could really physically mentally destroy people to the point where they don't want to try again because you are so mean when you're in your truth i can be just as truthful you get up there and you try to sing and your voice is squeaking and cracking i'm not gonna sit there and be like man you suck you don't know what you're doing man get off the stage you're wasting my time why'd you even show up why would you say something like that to somebody you could simply be like you know maybe singing is not your thing you know you keep on giving it a try you never know you might get better but right now i just can't work with you because you're not ready simple Simple. You told them what they needed to hear. You didn't break them. You actually encouraged them to keep on going and you were still truthful. It was still the truth. The truth doesn't have to be harsh. Why do people think when I'm being honest and being truthful, it means being harsh? That doesn't mean that, that absolutely makes no sense to me. I'm always truthful, always honest. When I talk to people, somebody asked me a question and you want the truth. You bet your bottom dollar. I'm going to tell you the truth, but I'm not going to be a jerk about it. Hey, maybe, <laughs> well, I've never been a jerk about it anyway. I'm just not that type of person, but maybe some people out there that were jerks about how they communicate with people. Maybe that's an attempt and a lesson. You know, I attempted to be a jerk. It didn't work out. That's a lesson. Maybe I should not be a jerk when I talk to people, just be a little bit more charming, more uh, diplomatic about it, you know, be smooth about it. But anyway, I've talked you guys ear off enough. I told you I was going to keep this one short. I just want you guys to take what I'm saying. You know, words matter. Words make a difference. It depends on how you, it, it, they can change how you feel in, a, in, in an instant. You know, oh, you failed. You made an error. You lost. You're a loser. Or, eh, you made an attempt. It was a lesson. You know, take that lesson, take note of that lesson and do better next time. See how simple that was? Nobody got their feelings hurt. You're still motivated and you're still, 
encouraged to keep on trying until you get it right. And with that being said, I'm out of here. I kept it short like I promised. Here we are at the 20 minute mark or just about the 20 minute mark. Guess I'll talk you guys ear off for the next couple of seconds. Eh, I think that'll do it. <laughs> I'll talk to you guys next Tuesday. I thank you guys for rocking with me, listening to me. My numbers are growing up. I got a real audience, not robots, but real people actually listening to me. I appreciate you guys. And if you want to, feel free to reach out at Ahmed at aroberson.photo.com. That is my email address. If you got a question or a topic you want to talk about, I'm all ears. Till next time.